Are you interested in bringing communities together? Are you interested in bridging cultural and communication gaps? Are you interested in podcasting? We want to help build a better world through better understanding of one another. And we want to amplify your voice in the conversation. So bring your ideas and voice to the Venn Network. We will help you bring your voice to the world. Two Iraqis came here to this country were radicalized. That terror attack overseas. Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum, boys and girls. Welcome back. We are here this evening. It is 8.15 on the East Coast, and it is 7.15 in Texas. And we are here this evening live for your entertainment, for our entertainment, for the world's entertainment, and for education, because that's why we're here. We're here to help educate you. You're here to help talk to us and educate us. And we're here to be a community, because that's what this is about, about being a community. And here we are. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to new viewers. Welcome to everybody. Uh, I've talked long enough, so the more healthy hardest working imam that i know please welcome imam azhar assalamu alaikum good evening to everyone to all our listeners we welcome you back to another tuesday of discussion and dialogue where we here at raw islam spark discussions that continue well beyond and way beyond this half an hour segment that we have on a weekly basis I want to apologize for last week. There was so much to cover, and we've all been really overwhelmed with everything that's been happening around us. Uh, I'm not talking about the Mueller investigation. I'm talking about New Zealand. I'm talking about gun violence. I'm talking about two of our beautiful human beings of the Parkland shooting survivors taking their own life. And then we find out that yesterday or on um, yesterday, actually, one of uh, the parents of Sandy Hook, whose child was killed, took his life. So there's so much to talk about guns and everything that surrounds guns, shooting and the hatred that leads up to such shootings. Why is our world full of so much evil? And what can we do to bring a stop to this? So for that, I'm going to hand it over to Carl, who will let us know how our discussion will go tonight, and we will take it from there. And before I do so, remember, listeners, this discussion is not the two of us. This discussion is all of us. So if you're listening tonight, you're on the table with us, and we love to have your participation throughout this conversation. Carl? I was absolutely not ready for that throwback at all. I was running around checking the buttons and the dials, making sure that I was earning my money here tonight. Uh, but yes, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think the first thing that I really want to say tonight is uh, thank you for all those that are tuning in. Thank you for all those that are joining us. And as you may or may not know, Every week we run a poll on Twitter. Uh, you can join us at Venn Network, V-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K on Twitter. And every Monday we post the poll. You vote in the poll. We take the results. We produce the show. That way the show is controlled by you. I mean, yeah, we control the poll and what goes into the poll and, you know, things like that. But at the same time, you really get to control what the show is about. 
except this week. Well, last week, this week. Last week, we posted our poll, and uh, it was actually fairly biased. Here it is here. I'll throw it up on the screen for you, and uh, I'm going to pull it up over here so that I can read it. Uh, But last week, we posted our poll, and we wanted to know what we should talk about this evening, given everything. And um, as you can see, it was the New Zealand shooting and gun control that we wanted to talk about this week. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of all over the place with technology this evening. I don't know what my malfunction is. I'm like trying to just shift knobs and dials. And normally I'm a lot smoother with this and I'm a lot more entertaining. But tonight I'm like, what's this button do? I have forgotten. So yay for that. But uh, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about New Zealand. And of course, so much has happened since New Zealand that obviously we're going to branch into some other topics and some other functionalities and some other things that have happened in the past uh, week or so since New Zealand has happened. But with all of that being said, please post your comments. Whether you're watching us on Periscope, post your comments in Periscope. I'm watching over there. If you're joining us on YouTube, welcome, salams. Leave your comments uh, on YouTube, and we'll read those out loud. Uh, The imam can answer them, or I can answer them, or whoever happens to be the question happens to be directed to. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, back to you, sir. So thank you, Brother Carl. Uh, yeah, New Zealand, the, the the country, the name of the country that when you hear it, it kind of brings a chill up your spine. Um, no doubt New Zealand is a beautiful country, beautiful people, an amazing atmosphere environment, one of the best places to live on earth. But who knew that where everything is so good, that something so wrong could happen? But it did. It proved to us again that when we take each other for granted or we just ignore each other because we want to be respectful of differences and not aggravate someone by creating a discussion, we only allow them to drown deeper in their fear and in their hatred. And ultimately, it emerges as the Loch Ness Monster, or in this case, the dynamic uh, being of violence. Uh, people were gathering to pray as they would pray every Friday. Um, You walk into the mosque, your kids are running around in the car park. You're telling them to watch out for the other cars coming in while the speed limit is posted 10 miles per hour. That's really the only concern I've ever had uh, as a parent or as a Friday goer that, you know, make sure that you don't run around while the cars are moving. But never when you enter those doors did we ever think, even, and I'm talking for myself, Carl, you could chime in, never did I think for myself for even a moment that when I entered those doors, what would happen behind me uh, when those doors shut? Would someone be there to ensure the next person coming in is as sane and stable as I am, um, that they're coming in with good intentions and not to harm someone? Those thoughts never passed my mind. But then we had New Zealand, and um, I've had multiple friends and people from around the country telling me how they're having difficulty coping with this. Um, It wasn't home, but it touched closer than home. 
And, um, you know, last week would have been more overwhelming for us to discuss about this because we were still processing that pain and trauma. And uh, Friday gave us some sense of relief as we saw those bodies being buried. We saw over 5,000 people turn out for a uh, collective Friday prayer where Muslims and non-Muslims gathered, where the Adhan was called throughout the country. That's the call of prayer, where the front page of the newspaper read in Arabic salam, which means peace, where the prime minister quoted a tradition of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and how this nation of people is such that if a part of the body aches, the entire body aches. We saw neighbors consoling neighbors and community members meaning community members and people building bridges and across divides of race and religion and and, and, and a crying as if it was their own family member. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of positivity that we saw in response. And we saw true leadership. We saw, we saw people who um, represented the best of humanity. And we saw hope after pain. And we saw the sun after rain. And we saw the plants sprout after the seed was sown in dry soil. We, we were seeing a lot of good. And I want to talk about this angle first, Carl, because I have two more angles. One is um, some Muslims' response to such acts and also New Zealand's response to such an act. But for me, Carl, that's really, that sums up what New Zealand means to us and how it's changed. Matter of fact, as we are talking here, you may hear the drill, you may hear some construction. We're installing more cameras in our mosque. We're installing uh, a better security system because we have a large facility and we want to cover every angle. And so that's been going on since this morning. We have armed security at this mosque forever. It's It's been something, but we're beefing it up. We're locking certain doors so that entrance and exit happens from the front rotunda, which can be managed and controlled. We are taking our measures. People are scared, but Regardless if it happens in a mosque or if it happens in a synagogue or happens in a cinema or happens in an airport, happens in a nightclub, happens in a hotel, happens during a concert, happens in a hospital, happens in a bank or happens at a school or a daycare or a nursery, this shouldn't be happening. So, you know, that's my take on New Zealand as we're almost two weeks into it. Um... I want to applaud the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Hats off to her, respect to her, to her colleagues for taking such swift action as a humanitarian who cares. I don't know if people know, she was, I think, the first Prime Minister to give birth. She was on maternal leave. I don't know if she had finished it, but she came back with full force to make sure that the people of New Zealand knew that she was their Prime Minister and that her duty to serve was being fulfilled. Um, Carl, back to you and our listeners, if, if they have any thoughts, you know. We don't have any comments as of yet, but mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, I think I, I, I will share the, the, the only, I guess, uh, sad story that I'll share, and not really sad, just awkward, is uh, I've been having a lot of, like physical pain lately mm -hmm. and it's been dealing with my back and I know Friday I went to Jama, and as I was walking through the door I had a back spasm 
and a, a, as is you know normal when a muscle spasms, you grab it. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing like the white dude walking into Jamar grabbing his back like that. So I, I I had a very I had a bunch of very odd looks when I when I did that. People jumped and I felt bad. I was just like I'm in pain. I'm sorry. I swear I'm one of you. But uh, yeah, a lot has happened, and I've actually si- seen some footage from her in recently and she was on maternity leave and she did come back and uh i saw an interview with her and uh uh, uh i forget who it was now but uh it was one of the late night shows and she was talking about going to the un with her son and with her or with their child and with her husband and stuff like that it was really it was a good interview and you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, I actually saw something this weekend that was saying that uh, Fox News is not allowed to broadcast in New Zealand anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as far as New Zealand goes, you know, they the bump stocks and firearms, they dealt with that in like 48 hours. And then some of the news that isn't doesn't isn't truly uh, uh, nonpartisan. They ended up, you know, getting rid of that as well. And so I really applaud New Zealand. They they seem to be like right on top of this, and they're dealing with it well. And you know, the fact that you that this last Friday they stopped and they made. Uh, played the Adan through the whole country on the TVs and the radios and everything. I thought that was absolutely amazing. And just the, the outpouring of community, because that's what everything is. I mean, that's even why we're here is for community. But then to turn around and see that it was 134 people mm-hmm. were slaughtered over the weekend. and. Yes. And honestly, if it weren't for Twitter, I wouldn't have even have even have heard about it. And I, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I don't even know what happened. All I know is they said something about racial or ideological Racist. tensions, and that was, and that was just I guess the whole village was wiped out. So you know, while we're having all this good take place, we're turning around and say, you know it, it was showing that we need more. It, it, we need to, you know, work together more. We need to pray together more. We need to, it's what we've talked about since the beginning on this, when we started this, was simply walking across the aisle and saying, you know, hey, I'm your Muslim neighbor. Would you like to come to dinner? And, you know, just that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Carl, that's exactly, you know, um, there's so much that's happened post New Zealand uh, in Africa, also the cyclone and then the floods in Nebraska. And like, there's so many things happening, a lot of people dying. But that, that one that you're alluding to was uh, a, a small uh, town where uh, the Muslims were killed. Uh, it's religious. I don't think it's racial. It's a religious violence. But um, so New Zealand took measures in its hand. And they don't waste time doing it because they realize as being the country they are, they don't need military-style weapons on the streets. So they have been banned. And uh, the ban is going into effect. While here, 
I think this morning, the bump stock ban went into effect in America because of the Las Vegas shooting that we will ban bump stocks. And from today, they're officially illegal. I think they were illegal like 90 days ago, but they gave a 90 day grace period for people to either throw them away, hand them over to the authorities or to dispose of them. And I don't know what that means, but it means whatever it means. I don't know if it's like a piece of paper or a book that you just shred in the shredder. I really don't know what a bump stock is. So, but New Zealand took drastic measures because it believes people over money. Over here, we have a problem because we have lobbyists and the lobbyists uh, control the narrative through their lobbying. So when it comes to pharmaceutical industries, ask you all who don't know, you could buy the same medication made by the same company for a fraction of the cost in other countries. They're built by companies here in America, but we pay the most for them. It's like Florida orange juice. To me, Carl, the orange juice in Florida sucks. It really sucks. But when you go to other places and you taste the orange juice, it tastes so good. And it's like, are we exporting the best of our orange juice and leaving the sucky one for the Floridians? I think that's really what's happening. Well, I was just going to say real quick, you should footnote that for anybody who, who and I'll, I'll flip cameras here, but anybody who's new to the show or doesn't watch this show, even though you are in Texas this evening, uh, you're, you've spent many of your last years in Florida, and so you're speaking as a Floridian saying the orange juice here in this state where I'm from, from just sucks. And that's it. I stick to my narrative. The orange juice in Florida did not taste good. And the orange juice elsewhere tastes better. And so I think the same thing is happening here where we are producing in this country, but we're charging our people more than it is charged elsewhere. Same goes for guns. You know, Carl, I I spoke to the mayor yesterday and uh, I proposed something to him for our city, which inshallah one day I'll talk about. But at this time, I said to him, we want a time in our country where debates don't become the roadblock for every tragedy. Because if something like that was to happen in America, we'd be discussing it, we'd be protesting the ban guns, and people would be saying, no, it's my Second Amendment right. Ultimately, nothing happens. So my perspective is that we work towards such a wholesome and beautiful community that the people who have their guns could continue having their guns, but they will realize that they don't have a need for it. And those who don't have a gun will not feel inclined towards having guns. We have to work on a framework that can dismantle the ideology surrounding guns. In the presence of lobbyists, you can't stop them, you can't stop the money, you can't stop the ideology, at least not at this moment, but we can change the thought process of society at large that they see that there's no need for it. So looking at New Zealand and looking how New Zealand responded is what we call class response, professional response, human response, a civil response, a loving response, a wholesome response. There's so many things that we can describe this as. But Carl, I'm going to get into a discussion with you. I apologize, I'm moving because my back hurts too. Um, uh, my, my question is the Muslim response, Carl. Uh, I feel that some of our response has been notorious. There has been discussions online by certain Muslims. I didn't want to take their names. They're talking about us arming ourselves. Carl, you go to a mosque, you have kids. Your kids are not kids, but they're, mashallah, teenagers, but they're still your kids. Would you want people to be bringing their weapons into the mosque concealed um, because they have them? 
They should bring him into the mosques. We need to protect ourselves. Calm, before you answer that, let me make it very clear to everyone, and I, I challenge everyone on this. After the Orlando shooting, I was there. I did not see the LGBTQ community pick up guns. After the Pittsburgh shooting, we didn't see the Jewish community pick up guns. After uh, a, a Sikh Gurdwara was shot up, we didn't see the Sikhs pick up guns. After schools were shot, we didn't see teachers pick up guns. Yeah, Florida's passing laws where teachers should be armed, but teachers didn't come and say, we want to bring our guns, nor did students say that. So why is it, Carl, that our Muslims and some Muslims, for God knows why, take the opportunity of a tragedy to create more fear and to incite uh, fear by proposing such uh, bogus uh, solutions to a problem. Uh, Carl, I'm going to walk into your mosque. Your kids go there. I have a concealed weapon. How do you feel? So my opinion on this is it's a little different because Mm -hmm. you have to remember a few simple facts. The first simple fact is that I did grow up in the country and hunting was a way of life for us. And, you know, I remember when the first school shooting happened or one of the firsts in, uh, was it Littleton, Colorado? I think it was years ago. And me and, and my schoolmates, we were perplexed as to why that happened because during hunting season, we would, we'd all take our firearms to school. We'd leave them in the truck. When class was over, we'd go hunting and hunting there isn't a sport. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's, Oh, this big game hunting. It's an economic thing because you can literally feed your entire family for a fraction of the cost for six months if you can get a deer you know it's it's and it's a very economically oppressed area so hunting is a way of life a financial way of life so i grew up in that environment and then i joined the military where i've had the specialized training in a lot of these weapons and i've had a lot of these situations and i i I, you know, I, I've been in situations where these things exist and these situations are real. And to be 100% honest with you, while I support the Second Amendment and everybody should have the right to own a gun, it should be a privilege. You know, I have to take a test to drive my car. I have to go to school for... God knows how many years to to distribute medication at CVS. I have to have licenses and I have to have certifications. Nobody should just be able to walk in and pick up a gun because while I support the Second Amendment and I understand it and I understand that for some it's a way of life, not everybody has the common sense to tie their own shoes. And because of that... I don't support everybody getting a concealed carry permit to just wander around the mosque because honestly, you know, that's when stupid things happen is when you're panicked and you have that, that's when dumb things happen and that's when innocent people get hurt. And so Carl, I'm going to, I'm going to interject here because I want to, I want to, I want to hit a nerve here tonight with you and the listeners. Trump has uh, backtracked on many 
proposals of bans that were in place, not proposals, many bans were in place for people's mental health check. Uh, to get a gun, it was difficult under the Obama era. Trump has reversed those. So anyone could get a permit now, anyone could get a gun legally, okay? So now anyone's got a gun. I'm not talking about people illegally carrying guns because it's illegal, but people who illegally conceal guns, and now that Trump has reversed those stipulations and bans for certain people and certain types of checks that had to happen. He's loosened it up. Anyone could pick up a gun. Now, I have a legal gun. What is your thoughts of bringing it into a mosque where people are supposed to be praying? I am not against armed security. I'm not against making sure that our mosques are safe. We're doing it right now. We've been doing it. Alhamdulillah, we are blessed by God because we have the resources to do it because we're a large community. I know there's many small communities that don't. But the fact, two, two things are problematic. The fact that we are proposing this as a solution and advocating for it to be a solution and calling on others to, to consider this to be a solution when the reality is that Trump has reversed things, that someone who's not in a stable state of mind could go right now to a gun store, get a license, go through whatever training and get a gun. Like, that's the reality. And then to bring that gun to a place of worship, Carl, with all respect that you hunted and you're in the military, you know how to use a gun. I'm not comfortable going to a mosque not knowing the guy next to me or the guy in front of me who is in prostration and his gun is pointing to my face or to a child that's standing up behind me. That's not a solution. So my thing is, what gives? Muslims like, what's wrong with you guys? And I, I spoke about it, and people bashed me on Facebook over the weekend, not this weekend, last weekend, because they thought I was um, being, um, I was being critical, and I'm going to be critical because I know. And let me let the, let me put this out there tonight. I have washed bodies of people who killed themselves. I have my first body that I washed in Florida 16, 17 years ago was a guy who put a gun in his mouth and blew his brains out. Okay. If he didn't have his gun, he wouldn't have killed himself because that night his girlfriend broke up with him only for her to be at his funeral the next day crying that he died. He had the gun. He made the decision. If he didn't have the gun, he would have punched a wall and broke his hand. But he would haven't. He would be alive. My own friend from Louisiana that I grew up with, may Allah bless his soul, Yahya, three beautiful brothers, uh, beautiful family. He was playing with his children outside, carrying his concealed in New Orleans, and his safety was off. And he shot his own leg. He cut his shot into his artery. He bled out in front of his own kids. I can tell you through what I know, guns is not a solution to a problem. Why are those people who've been given a religion that they trust Allah are ridiculing the fact that they trust Allah, that they should trust Allah, and they're saying, "What's wrong with you? you need to tie your camel, then trust Allah." Let me set the record straight. The hadith doesn't say then trust Allah. The Hadith says, tie your camel and trust in Allah. You do things simultaneously. And what our so-called scholars and Muslim leaders, not call so-called because to me their scholarship is bogus. When you're telling people as a person that people look up to that you're holding your gun and saying, I'm with so-and-so or I believe in self-defense, take it to Walmart. Don't bring it to my mosque. Because at the end of the day, we're coming to God's house. And we learned from many noble scholars that those people that died in New Zealand, it was their time to die. The way they died was destined by the action of this person who will be held accountable for that on the day of judgment. But they were to die that day. It was God's blessing that they died on a Friday in his house, praying to him, 
they are martyrs. These are people who are martyrs. ISIS are not martyrs. These are martyrs. So we should honor them and we should mourn their lives and we shouldn't be more of a problem. We should be part of the solution. New Zealand was part of the solution. They banned guns from their country. Why are we advocating for guns in our mosque? It's beyond me. So these type of people, my message to them is very clear and I hope they listen to me one way or the other. A lot of people have reached out to me from Florida and other places telling me how disturbed they are by this advocacy for guns. You're already looked on as terrorists. Don't tell me just because you have an amendment right as American that you have a legal permit to do so. People see your face with a gun and they say you're a terrorist. You just mimic the Osama bin Ladens and the Talibans of the East. Unfortunately, that's the reality. That's how Hollywood has painted your picture. I was on a national call, Carl, and I'll finish with this. A national call on the morning of Friday, uh, a security call from Washington. And on that, they said that we're not gonna term it as terrorism. And the person on the call, a Muslim brother said, why are you not calling it terrorism? He said, because all due respect, when anyone says terrorism, the first thing that comes to your head is Muslim. And if a person, if we term it as terrorism, everyone will think it's another Muslim and this will make more problem for you. We know it's terrorism. We know it's an act of violence. It's an act of terror. It's an act of aggression. But that term is stuck to you Muslims. So if that term is stuck to us and people know it to be stuck to us, why are you trying to, to, to make that worse by saying let's pick up our guns? To me, it just doesn't make sense. If there was a people that should have called for guns, it should have been the Jewish community in Pittsburgh. It should have been the people in, after the Orlando shooting. It should have been the people and the parents after Sandy Hook. It should have been the children after Parkland. There's so many people that should have done it. They didn't do it. And lastly, Carl, sorry, the guy who was wheelchair bound, his wife was taking care of him. And she jumped in front of the gunman as she was looking for her husband. And the gunman killed her and saved her husband. He said internationally, every news outlet picked it up. I feel for the shooter. I forgive him. He must have faced a difficult patch in life, and that's why he's harboring hatred. If the guy who lost his wife, the wife that he was dependent upon because he's wheelchair-bound, he forgave the shooter, who are you to tell people to pick up guns? Carl, before my blood boils, I'm giving it back to you, but I'll tell you, we talked tonight about a tragedy. We talked to... Uh, to, we talked to our listeners about the New Zealand response, and we're talking about the flawed Muslim response. Carl? So we do have one comment here on, uh, I believe this one's coming from Periscope, and they said the New Zealand attacker was a person of sound mind who simply had a hatred for Muslims. And that's, that. I mean, that's that comment isn't wrong. I mean, I mean, I, although I, I would question how sound his mind was, because uh, the concept of saying the only way to start the revolution or the only way to fix this problem is to go shoot all these people, I, I, I don't know how sound your mind is if that seems like something like a, that's a good idea to you. So, I mean, that's kind of my, 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 my thought on that, but... You know, people like that, they, <sighs> more guns isn't the answer. It's mm -hmm. not. And I, I, I 100% believe that they don't belong in, in a place of worship. You know, what's really funny about this, and 
I don't know if you want to call it. It's more ironic than anything. There's an old album from the '90s, I believe, and I forget what name it. What what the name of the album is, but it was a it was a recorded stand up with George Carlin, and he went on this rant about guns and why Americans are so just obsessed with guns, and he actually said in there, he's like, you you wait somebody's going to get shot in a church and they're going to call it disgruntled worshiper. And all these things that he said with his wit, with the English language, they're coming and we're seeing it. And it just, we need to do better as a people because none of this is okay. And more guns isn't the answer. And unfortunately, and, and I, and I feel terrible, but they're right. Anytime somebody's, and that's why I, I, I sung the praises of the New Zealand prime minister when they came out and they said this was a terrorist attack. And it was like, thank you. Let's not call it, you know, don't call it a canine descendant. Don't call it whatever. Call the dog a dog. It's a dog. And that's what they did. She came out and she said, this was a terrorist act. And why anybody would argue that is just beyond me. And why anybody would say, oh, we can't call it terrorists because then they'll think it was a Muslim. Well, the truth is, how many Muslims die at the hands of stuff like this? So more guns isn't the answer and more guns in places of worship is definitely not the answer. And Carl, you know, uh, I totally was shocked when he said that, but I totally respected his position because he was talking from his heart. And I understand that the rhetoric of terrorism in this country has been tied to Muslims. We are literally chained in the term terrorist, and there's no way that we're going to break out of it. The only way we can break out of it is by doing what needs to be done, and that is to dismantle the ideology of who a terrorist is. Only then will we be able to point out white supremacists as terrorists. As the FBI says, these white supremacist groups are the biggest threat to America right now. And again, I have nothing against white people. My brother and co-host is white. And so at the end of the day, I have nothing against white people. The problem is you have to call it for what it is. White supremacy is a problem. Terrorism is not a race or a religion. And our humanity is every human being, not some. So we have a lot to discuss, my fellow friends, but these discussions cannot go anywhere unless you take them forward. We all are mourning as these bodies are buried and as these families try to figure out what the next course of action is. We have problems. We don't need any more families lost. We don't need any more people dying in the hands of guns. So what is the solution is the question we will leave you with. Because when we say we're here to spark discussion, we mean we're here to hand the baton to you and say, take it. If you want to engage with us, engage with us. If not, take it, take it forward, take it to the world, take it to places that we might not ever go to and start changing the current status quo by bringing about goodness for all. Carl? And I think, unless I get a frantic 
physical suggestion otherwise that that brings us to the end of another episode okay i would like to thank everybody that joined us on twitter for our accidental pre-show that was cool um i'd like to thank everybody that joined us on youtube this evening um if you want to learn more about this show catch up on past episodes learn more about other shows on the network head over to vennetwork.org v-e-n-n-e-t-w-o-r-k.org on there you can pick up cool swag like this awesome shirt that I'm wearing and you can help support the network, support the shows and help us spread our message a little bit further to bring more people in to help educate and build our community uh, if you have any questions the email address is right here on the bottom of the screen rawislam at vennetwork.org drop us an email we'll read it online, we'll answer your questions Again, thank you to everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm overly tired and not my usual funky self. And for the last comment of the evening. Uh, just to let our listeners know, uh, a mosque was burnt in California because of the New Zealand. And right now we're getting uh, credible news that the Adams Center, where you go to, close to where you go to, Adams Center, is Adam Center close to you? They've shut down all their mosques because they got a threat. So all the mosques and their their sub sub mosques have been closed because of a credible threat. So we pray tonight for peace of all places of worship and all people across the world. May peace be with you wherever you go. Take care. And until next time, we will say Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Salam alaikum. Yes. Good evening, everyone. Bye. This has been a production of the Venn Network.